Hey everybody, uh, specifically talking to the two people that listened, myself, I think all two listens were myself, so that's awesome, we're off to a great start uh, on this podcast journey that we're going on, uh, hey whatever, Rome wasn't built in a day, so my genius will get to the masses eventually. Ooh, what a full-of-myself statement that was. But, let's get into it. Today is Monday. It is the 7th of October. I can't believe we're in October already. Uh, just seems like it flies by. I'm sitting at my desk. Doing work. I look up, and it's lunchtime. I eat lunch, then I go back to work, and then I look up, and it's 5.45 in the afternoon. Uh, I'm supposed to get off at 5, but I don't have any self-control usually. I kind of just keep working, working on this particular project that nobody asked me to do it, but they asked me to do it initially. And I just keep improving on it. That's my engineering background, I guess. Nothing's ever good enough. Uh, I guess, I don't know. You know, I, I always have this mentality that, you know, people value work that allows you to go home without any worry about the work that you're doing. You know, I, I worked at Dish Network for a long time. Not a long time, like, six months that's not even a long time at all um where in training they basically said you take your headset off you go home you don't even worry about work until the next day you do a 10 11 hour shift four times a week we give you health benefits and you promote through the company basically doing the same job but just at a different level you know and, and you earn sixty thousand dollars a year that's it i've never worked that way i hate working that way um, those kinds of jobs don't appeal to me but i always have to keep humbling myself that people do like those jobs so, long story short, on my own personal, personal, what's the word I'm looking for? Personal crusade through life. That's fun. Crusade through life. Is that I like to work. And I like to make things easy. This particular thing that I was working on, uh, it measures the fuel economy of our drivers and how their driving habits and their purchases um, impact our company. Uh, so, you know, initially as I was starting doing this, it took me it took me a, f a full day to compile all the information that I need, put it all into the proper spreadsheets, and work like I wanted to. I'm not happy taking a whole day. I think that's where I was getting to with that initial 
initial little rant was I'm not happy taking a full day to one run to run one report. You know, like I have too many thoughts in my head most days to keep it all contained to I need to focus on this particular thing today. I can't do it. It's it's not in my DNA, it's not in my nature. I want to do a lot of things in one day. Gets me into trouble most days because I lose focus on things because I start to get bored. Uh, if it starts to take too long, I think that's why I am always trying to push to make things easier, more efficient. Because I do get so bored, I don't want to spend my day focused on one particular thing. So that's kind of how my day went, mostly trying, spending a whole day to save hundreds of days. I hope. That's my plan. I'm, I'm really getting into databasing, putting information into databases, and learning that art. I know it's an art. You know, everyone, every single programmer has their own way of doing things, and I want to learn my thing like how to do things, and it may not be the most efficient. That's why we learn. That's why we take the time to understand things. And we learn things, and actually my girlfriend told me this yesterday, that she read on Facebook, which, you know, I have no problem with Facebook. I, f I feel like a lot of people find comfort and solace in certain aspects of Facebook, and especially in meme culture, we see a lot of things that we get solace in, and, and it was basically, she found comfort in this one particular uh, thing on Facebook that resonated with her, and it was... If you half, it's better to half-ass something than to not do it at all. So I think that's where we're, where I'm, you know, that's going to be my quote for the week. Essentially, do things. If they don't work out, you have something to learn off of. If you don't even try it, you can't expect to learn anything. You can't expect to ever do it. I think that's a, a big reason why I started this podcast. I don't care if anybody listens. I really don't. I just wanted to talk, and it's something that I wanted to do. Uh, I even started a Twitter for this thing. I have my own personal Twitter, but I never used it. Um, I was always scared of like what my friends would think. Now I'm completely anonymous. The only thing that connects me is my voice. So maybe one of my friends will hear this. I don't know. If you do, hello... So, yeah, that's kind of the the gist of the start of the week. Right now, I'm sitting in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. I don't know what's going on. It's probably some dumbass who can't drive. Uh, it's always a merging issue, it seems like, on this. I'm on the interstate, because I have to be on the interstate for exactly one mile before I can turn off to go home. Uh, so it just gives me a longer chance to podcast, talk to my viewership, which I think is just myself. 
Um, but if you do end up listening, you know, shoot me a Twitter. I think it's at the bean or the roasted bean seven. Uh, I guess there are six other the roasted beans. So I hope they don't all have a podcast because that's just competition. But I do welcome competition. I hope I'm better. Uh, maybe one day I'll be the I'll be able to buy the roasted bean no letter or no numbers. Probably not. Anyway, uh, some things I saw on the news today. Coach Jay Gruden got fired from the Redskins after a five zero oh and five season so far. A part of me is like. Okay, you know, I mean, the Redskins are my team. They have been for a while. It's kind of like the closest thing to a hometown team that we have for a professional football team. Um, so it's like, you know, those are they're my guys. My dad is a Redskins fan. It's it just, it's a natural fit for me to be a Redskins fan. They're like the laughing stock of the NFL. Okay, you know, the Browns were the same thing. Uh, what two years ago? Last year, not even. Uh, they got a you know good quarterback. They've been rebuilding their team for a long time, so it's very uh, it's very interesting how the NFL changes. But the the main thing that I had issues with was you know the Redskins upper management Dan Schneider, the owner. You know just the gall on this man to bring this bring his head coach in at five in the morning to have a meeting to fire him. You know, I mean, take a look at your inner management. Your lack of accountability with your draft choices, with your picks. You know, we had the probably the most promise with... Um, oh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on this guy. Um, shoot, I'll look him up. But he was our quarterback uh, last year, broke his leg, Joe Theismann style. And what does that tell you? Does it tell you you have a bad quarterback? I don't think so. It tells you that you have a bad offensive line. Um, it, what you know, it it's like working anywhere. If your infrastructure sucks, it's not your CEO's fault. Or maybe it is your CEO's fault, but it's your department head of that particular department that's slowing everything down. You, you can't blame him. Or, oh, hold on, hold on. That whole analogy. Yeah, it's your CEO's fault for not realizing that it's a down, you know, it's a infrastructure problem. Your front line is bad. Uh, I hope that made sense. To me, it made sense. It was definitely a a convoluted thought there. The Redskins need to focus more on building up their front line, getting someone they can actually throw to. Like, I mean, in my opinion, Tom Brady is... He's going to go down in history as being one of the best quarterbacks. But he had someone to throw to. His offensive line protected him and gave him enough time. And he had enough experience in the league to do something. You know, he sat on the sidelines 
under um, what's his name, Drew Bledsoe, for a couple you know years. He was a sixth round draft pick. Didn't he, he was a sixth round draft pick? It it that's what tells you it's not all about how great your quarterback is. It's about how your system functions. If you have a good system, that's what and everyone works together. That is what is going to propel you to success. Uh, and I think under Bill Belichick, I think under Robert Kraft, you know, as an owner-coach relationship with GMs uh, in between making good decisions, that's where you create a good organization. It's not all about the press and the headlines of firing your head coach and bringing in somebody new, you know, Mike Shanahan, blah, blah, Jay Gruden, whoever. You know, who, who's going to be the next scapegoat, essentially, for a failing organization? I say, hashtag, fire Dan Schneider. Uh, if you see my Twitter, that's what I posted. So, on to the next thing that kind of, that I saw. Um, there's a building, it's $190 million renovation project. And they're remove, they're including a gender-neutral bathroom but excluding urinals under the basis that the urinals are outdated. Like, okay, this gender-neutral argument is great. I think it's an argument that we need to have. You know, people feel trapped in their bodies. Uh, They feel confined into a binary system. And not everyone's binary. You know, the world is not binary. Trees are not... Uh, shit. Uh, I was going to say something profound there. Uh, trees are not the sky. You know, trees are trees. The sky is the sky. It's not... You can't be one or the other. If you're a person... Or if you're a tree, you can't be the sky. It's not, it's not binary. It's not, the world is not binary. That's basically the point I want to make. And that's a wonderful argument to have. It's powerful. It's inclusive. It's wonderful. I'm glad that we're having it. But the urinal is not a symbol of past arguments. The urinal is convenience. I'm a man. I have a schweiner, a dick, and I don't want to sit down to pee. I like standing up to pee. It's a convenience thing. I think that, you know, maybe we, uh, people that have vaginas, should have the option to use a urinal. It's great. And we should make them more... We should upgrade them. We should upgrade them because urinals are fantastic. You stand up, you pee, you shake it off, you go about your business. You know, uh, this whole we gotta sit down to pee thing. No thank you. Please, please, if you're upgrading your bathroom to include a gender-neutral bathroom... Don't exclude the urinal because you think that it's this old world thing. It is not. It is awesome. 
you know, if you are this gender fluid person, uh, I applaud you. You know, it takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing uh, and probably experiencing a bunch of ridicule and harsh words, and, you know, I, I am sorry that you're going through that. Uh, I really hope that the mind of the world changes to see this non-binary, non-conforming, you know, uh, person that you are. But the urinal is not an estab or is not a reminder of the establishment of the binary world that you don't fit into. I'm sorry. Uh, in other news, uh, President Trump seems to just keep fucking up. <laughs> That's all it is. He, uh, I think he's going to get in, impeachment is going to come against him. Uh, it just seems inevitable at this point. The Democrats just, he just keeps making a case for himself. I think Rudy Giuliani is, like, one of the most arrogant son-of-a-bitches that exists in this world right now. Like, the case that seems to be forming against them, and the Democrats are doing a damn good job of prepping this to appear like the President of the United States, Donald Trump, is committing treason, or has committed treason. Uh, if that's the case, yes, he needs to be, I find it so funny, the entire campaign, the 2016 campaign, was on this notion of, lock her up, lock her up, and I think old Cheeto Head is about to be locked up, like, it's, uh, it, you don't just, you didn't say the words quid pro quo, but you damn sure meant it, and Rudy Giuliani is touting this as like we need to focus on the ukraine we need to focus on the ukraine and not defending his client he's the personal attorney to the president of the united states i don't know how that really works i thought the attorney general acted as that or the um is it the attorney general in the white house or um is it uh, they might be a secretary on the cabinet. I'm not entirely sure. I'm basically going off of um, the West Wing for my knowledge of the uh, actual uh, attorney. Uh, that might be the attorney to the White House and the presidential office, whereas Rudy Giuliani acts more as the per personal attorney to the president or to Donald Trump's matters, so not the personal presidential lawyer. Uh, anyway, kind of seems all. Um, human resources at a corporation, uh, basically protecting the president and not, or pres office of the president and not so much the, uh, president himself, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. Um, say what you will about your own political beliefs. Um, I think that it was a, You know, I mean, the, the Democrats have been saying we're going to impeach him for, for years. Uh, I mean, he's been in office for, what, three and a half years now. We're, we're coming up on the fourth year, I guess. And, uh, you know, we're going to impeach him, we're going to impeach him. You know, I, I hear things like John Oliver talking about how impeachment actually works. And, I mean, we 
we impeached Bill Clinton. Like, he came up on impeachment trials for getting a blowy in his office, essentially. Like, I mean, you know, insane, insane reason to impeach him. Like, you can impeach the president for whatever you want. Like, that's the crazy, crazy craziness of politics. Um, like, if the House feels like they have a winning case, they will impeach the president. Like, it, so I think that they have a winning case. Uh, you know, if you like Donald Trump, he might be out of power. My big thing with this whole impeachment thing is what are they covering up? Like, the president is the figurehead, the scapegoat, the whatever you want to call him, of the United States politics. Uh, if you're going to impeach him, you're trying to make news. You're trying to make some sort of press and get all every single journalist. Because once you say you're going to impeach the president, the news, the media, the journalists, everyone, all eyes are on this particular case. Like, this particular week. These last couple weeks. What's been on, like, every single news podcast I listen to, The Daily, um, NPR, everything. Everything is concerned with the Trump impeachment. It's... What... Who is not reporting on something else? There, there's got to be a million stories out there that nobody's covering. So somebody is out there doing some shady shit while everyone's focusing on on if the president's going to get impeached or not. Because, you know, it, it, it's not so much the president that dictates politics. It's crazy Congress. The Congress of the United States of America is crazy, it's corrupt, it is, there's something else going on, and it's going to be an interesting time in America to see what comes out of this impeachment bullshit, like, somebody's covering something up, and somebody doesn't want us to know what's going on, that's all I really have to say about that, I, I want to stay informed on this, uh, I'm going to be on Twitter more with through the, uh, through the podcast Twitter, so please follow along with me. Um, again, that's the Roasted Bean 7. I think we've got a lot of stuff to cover and a lot of uh, ideas to talk about. So please listen, subscribe, share, download. Uh, we've, got a lot to, we've got a lot to talk about. I'll uh, see you guys. I kind of want to do this every day. Uh, maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing. Uh, if you're listening, please, like, you know, tell me when when to post. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. If you're, like, an avid podcaster and you're, like, really good at this, like, if I'm doing something wrong, tell me. Um, I want to get better at this. Like, I don't know. It's kind of just like me getting out of my shell a little bit, talking about what I want to talk about, what I find crazy in the world. So, yeah. Uh, Let's actually just plan on uh, Tuesday. Let's uh, 10-8. Let's have another one. 
another car ride session. Um, Alright, well, I'll catch you later. I'm still working on the sign-off for this thing, so I'll do like five. See you later, alligator. Two to lose. Love you, mean it. Alright, my last one was a little weird, but anyway, goodbye.